Hi, and welcome to the NSGU podcast, Union Matters. My name is Mary, and I'm going to be your host for today. I am a member of the NSGU's Political Action Committee, and I am also the president of Local 43, which represents the lab workers of Canadian Blood Services. I'm coming to you today from Ottawa, where I've just participated in a lobby that was put on by Bloodwatch and the Canadian Federation of Nurses Unions um, in support of a Senate bill, Bill 252, uh, that was introduced by Pamela Wallen, which is the Voluntary Blood Donations Act. And today I have with me uh, Pauline, who is the chair of the Canadian Health Coalition, as well as the secretary treasurer of CFNU. So welcome, Pauline. Yeah, thank you, Mary. Um, It's a pleasure to be here with you today and uh, to be interviewed and uh, to talk a little bit about uh, the Canadian Health Coalition and uh, what we do nationwide. Yeah. So it's, it's, can you tell us what the Canadian Health Coalition is? Sure. It's uh, a coalition of um, partners that span a variety of groups, including unions. Uh, we have the we have churches. We have a lawyer. We have a doctor. Uh, they all sit on the board, and um, students and concerned citizens that uh, participate on uh, our. Um, website, etc. So we are um, committed to enhancing, expanding, while also preserving and protecting the uh, Canadian health system uh, to ensure that it remains public, not for profit, based on need, not greed. Okay, that's awesome. (laughs) That's obviously something I think that all our members uh, care about. Um, so do you work with, so you work with the, uh, coalition, the health coalitions in, uh, the different provinces and territories as well? Yes, we do. We are, uh, closely affiliated with the Nova Scotia Health Coalition and have been, uh, for a number of years now. So we work right across the country with health coalitions, uh, and they are the on the ground people. They are the ones that do the campaigning or the letter writing, uh, etc. Whereas the National Health Coalition, the Canadian Health Coalition, we are more of a uh, research and policy in order to give the health coalitions in the provinces on the ground the ability to do their campaigning by providing them with information and uh, statistics or whatever they need. We have a monthly call that all the health coalitions participate in. And um, it's as I said, it's a conference call so we can keep our finger on the pulse of what's happening in all the different provinces and territories uh, when they're able to participate on the call so that we are, um, you know, in the know and can support the coalitions uh, where needed. Okay, that's great. And I was actually taking a look at your website uh, this morning, and I've I'm actually part of the Nova Scotia Health Coalition, so I know what a 
amazing resource you know you guys are and I feel like you know that's something I wanted to share with our members just um, the wealth of knowledge that is there and that you guys provide um, because I really feel like that's something that our members can can use for you know when they're campaigning for these different you know health issues in our own provinces and I'm sure you're aware we have <laughs> quite a few issues going on in Nova Scotia right now. Yes that's for sure and even for regular everyday members if they are you know talking at work to their co-workers and they need support for their position on you know that for-profit health care is really not the right way to go they can just go to our website we have fantastic myth busters there uh, for people, anyone that can look at it and actually see why uh, for-profit healthcare is bad for the health of Canadians. Yeah, no, that's wonderful. And so is that one of the reasons that you're here involved with the Blood Watch? Well, obviously, you're also part of the CFNU, one of the executive, but... Uh, so is that one, you know, obviously you support that as well. Um, what are some of the other campaigns that you support? Uh, yeah, we were really excited to uh, partner with bloodwatch.org yeah. on this. Uh, and um, in my role as Secretary Treasurer of the Canadian Federation of Nurses Unions, you know, it's, it's our um, mandate to partner with groups that need support from health, health workers, nurses uh, and others from across the country on an issue so important as yeah. keeping our blood safe and secure and and the system itself is sustainable oh yeah you no, know? it's it's I think well for me it's imperative not just because of the work that I do every day so uh, I work in the component production lab in Dartmouth and also the sometimes the product distribution side of it so I follow Basically, if you donate blood in Nova Scotia, PEI, or New Brunswick, there's a good chance I've had my hands on your blood oh, um, or processed it in some way. So I've basically, what I do is from the time the donation comes into the lab, this is a simplified version, I process it, I spin it down, separate it into its different components, and then get it ready and send it out to the hospital. So I see the direct impact that, you know, I hear about the stories from the patients and I'm sure, you know, you're on that other side as a nurse and you see the impact, the direct impact it has on the patients. Um, but also for me, it's, um, I have family members who use the product and I have a family member who is affected by the tainted blood scandal. So that's one of, you know, some of the reasons that it's so important to me. And yeah, no, I really appreciate the fact that you and Bloodwatch you know worked so hard to make this happen yeah it was uh for me as a registered nurse uh, and I, I'm still a practicing nurse as well that you know I I wear a lot of hats as they say <laughs> I think a lot of us who are involved you know you start getting involved in union stuff and you end up getting more and more of those hats well that's what they say if you want something done give it to a busy person yeah, you're going to get stuff done, mm -hmm. and I, I can tell already that you are somebody who, uh, you're a force to be reckoned with. Oh, well, thank you. I noticed that <laughs> on the Hill yesterday. <laughs> well, um, in my role as a registered nurse, uh, I work in the recovery room at the University Hospital in Edmonton, mm -hmm. and I do give blood products, blood and blood products, and it was very coincidental, I think, that just last week when I was at work, 
we had a patient that required um, a, a plasma-based product in the in the recovery room. And so as I was, uh, you know, doing your double check before you administer it, I was thinking in my head, wow, how fortuitous is this that next week I will be on the hill lobbying to protect the Canadian blood system as we know it. Yeah, so for those of you who may not realize, um, what this bill is, is it's essentially banning paid plasma. Um, There are... There's a company called Canadian Plasma Resources who have opened up a uh, plasma collection center in Saskatchewan and then also in New Brunswick in Moncton, where they are paying people to uh, basically, they're paying people for their plasma, which is the yellow straw colored portion of their blood. And this uh, product is being sold on the international market where it will never be used for Canadian patients. It's being sold untested and it leaves the country and it's drawing uh, donors away from the public system. It's now been shown in Saskatchewan and it's we're starting to see it in New Brunswick as well where our donor base is dropping. So it's pretty scary stuff. Um, you know, it, it absolutely threatens the supply on Canadian, you know, Canadians' blood supply, as well as, I think, putting us at risk of moving towards an Americanized system, which I think is what opened the door to the tainted blood scandal in the first place, where, you know, thousands of people died and were infected with both hepatitis C and HIV. Um, I mean, Nova Scotia, we almost... It pretty much wiped out our hemophiliacs, which is just such a tragedy. So that's why, you know, this is a really urgent um, issue. Um, And it's also a really urgent issue in Nova Scotia because we do not currently have any sort of legislation in place to ban this uh, practice. And so some provinces, uh, Alberta, Ontario, Quebec, and most recently BC have banned this. So this predatory company cannot, um, and others who are lined up to try to get licensing from Health Canada, um, they can't actually operate in those provinces. But in Nova Scotia, we've yet to have a commitment from our health minister to introduce this legislation. And we know that um, Canadian Plasma Resources has plans in place to open up a clinic. Well, I can't even call it a clinic because if you think of clinics, clinics are some, you know, they help people. They're part of the health system. This is a predatory center where they will be taking these blood donations and it's and sending them offshore. So, yeah, so it's really scary in Nova Scotia right now. Mm -hmm. It is. It's scary. And uh, the other thing that's interesting is that uh, the price of plasma per ounce is actually more than an ounce of gold. Yeah. And that's why they call it, (laughs) you know, it, it, yeah, it's, 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 it's big, a billion dollar industry. And they see Canada as this untapped market to come in. And It's really scary when you start to put money over people's health. 
you know, healthcare should not be about money because that's when you open up the door to health tragedies. Yes. And it's, yeah, I think then there's a lot of information about this on the Canadian Health Coalition website. Yes, there is, and bloodwatch.org. Yes. They're the organization focused entirely on this subject. Yeah, and Kat, who's the executive director, who we were hoping to speak to, but she's unfortunately lost her voice this morning because she's just been yelling up a storm on the hill and working so hard. Um yeah, she does invaluable things, and I think it's really important that our members actually go to the website and support in as you know as much as possible. Agreed. I I couldn't agree with you more. Oh. You know, some of the other things the Health Coalition is working on and has been for a number of years now is uh, you know pro public Medicare, as in no privatization, in particular privatization for profit because people should not be making profit off the backs of sick patients. Absolutely not. Um, and then, of course, Pharmacare, the National Public Drug Plan. And uh, um, I know Nupji, who sits on our board, um, big supporters of, uh, of those things that we have prioritized over the years. And, of course, it ebbs and flows with uh, whatever's happening in each of the provinces. But we are on the cusp I believe, of getting a national public drug plan for the country of Canada. You know, all the provinces and the territories uh, are, you know, poised right now. Um, we have um, been successful with this uh, liberal federal government for them to set up a committee on the implementation of a national pharmacare plan. So it wasn't to have another study about... Yeah, that, that's the thing that's really exciting is this is an actual committee and they've actually been doing, you know, consultations across the country. So I know uh, the Nova Scotia Health Coalition and I am and I know that NSGU as well have put in submissions, basically mm -hmm. what we want to see uh, pharmacare looking like because right. there's different people have different ideas about what it should be don't they yes they totally do you know the fill in the gaps model that's out there floating around and but really what we need is uh, what we've been calling the full meal deal because yeah, it really will save Canadians billions of dollars in health care won't it if we can actually manage to make it a truly national public system where you know, it's free drugs for all. Yeah, yeah, it will. It'll up to $13 billion, billion yeah. with a B. And I think it'll save, you know, thousands of people's lives. Absolutely, absolutely. The uh, CFNU did a cutting-edge piece of research, and we called it Body Count. Uh, sounds like kind of a morbid name for a, a research paper, but it really is about people who die because of in accessibility to their medications for a variety of reasons and uh you know um steve morgan said it's like a full plane load of people going down every couple of months in yeah. the country like we wouldn't stand for that but and yet we turn a blind eye to the medications uh the costs um, the inability for people to maintain purchasing them. You know, we think as union members, we have pretty good plans, and yet we still have to pay something. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, we do have a good plan. You know, I have, I'm really lucky in that I have an amazing plan. Um, so I get chronic migraines and, you know, for six pills, it's something like $80. And my best friend who runs her own business, she, you know, she's working really hard and she does not have a health plan. And she also gets chronic migraines. And for her, you know, these are essential drugs, but the amount of money she's sending, spending on the same migraine medication, you know, she just, you know, sometimes she just suffers and suffers through it. And mm -hmm. I know, I mean, I know the our members who work in healthcare, our nurses, you know, the stuff that they're seeing in the hospitals. And I've had discussions, and I'm sure you're seeing the same type of thing, people coming back in because they can't afford their medication. Yeah, and it's... Uh, you know, part of the unfinished business of Medicare, Tommy Douglas, he, uh, he, he had a vision, and the vision was that all health be covered under Medicare, and, and that would include vision care. And teeth. And teeth, <laughs> yeah, is a dental huge, care. For anybody who's ever had an abscess tooth, <laughs> I'm sorry, well, that can kill you. Yeah. And that is a healthcare issue. And to try to, yeah. you know, I have actually have a broken tooth right now. As you can see, it's half a tooth. And I've had that for quite a while because I've been waiting on approval for my, my benefit plan to actually get back to me to let my dentist know that they'll cover half of my crown than mm -hmm. I need. So I've been walking around with half a tooth. We're yeah. hoping that it doesn't get, you know, reinfected or anything like that. But, but, you know, the system we have now, that's not considered a health issue. I don't understand how because it's in your mouth, it's not mm -hmm. part of your body. It doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? And we're the lucky ones, because we have good plans. Oh, absolutely. I, you know, there have been times when I, you know, I've said, you know, I cannot afford to lose my job because I unfortunately have been blessed with bad teeth. My grandmother says I have her teeth. I've, you know, where I will, you know, my dentist has said she's never seen anything like it. I go from having a spot to a full-blown um, filling. And it has been my saving grace that I've got an amazing dental plan. And I know people who live in horrible pain. You know, there are people who live in horrible pain. They pull out their own teeth. They're embarrassed because they've got crappy teeth, to be blunt, and it makes it hard to find a job. So because, you know, you have to be professional and if, you know, and I've talked to some of our members who are, you know, dental hygienists and who do cleaning and work with public health and they're going into schools and you've got these children who are, and, and Nova Scotia has a real poverty problem. And even though there is coverage for children, thank God, up to a certain age, but there are kids who are living in pain with bad teeth. And our, I know our members see it. And, you know, it's it's really, I think, a part of the healthcare system that's just letting people fall through the cracks and living in pain and suffering. And it's just, it, it really, yeah, it, we really do need Tommy Douglas's, you know, we need a true national healthcare system. And we don't really have a national, true national healthcare system, do we? No, we don't. We have... A bunch of silos and a bunch of provinces, and it's really determined by borders as to what is covered and was it what isn't covered. And even if you're in the hospital, those drugs are covered, and yet, and if you go home, they're not covered. So it's just a mishmash. And what we really need is is a full meal deal 
where the entire body is covered, including drugs to keep people healthy so they don't end up in the healthcare system. Well, and the healthcare system really is misnomered, misnamed. It's really a sick care system because you only go to the hospital when you're sick. So if we can keep more people out of the hospitals and at home, in their own homes for longer, living a happy, healthy life, uh, that would make Canada even a better place than it already is. Yeah. And I think obviously Canadians agree because they're so proud of what we do have. And I mean, I wasn't there a contest about, uh, you know, basically Canadian, you know, the greatest Canadian and Tommy Douglas won for, yeah. you know, his vision of healthcare. And he was actually involved in the, um, was he involved in the creation of the Canadian Health Coalition? I was looking and saw a picture of him there on the, or he was at least involved in some way. Yeah, he he. I think he kind of spurred it into birth, if you know what I, I mean. I think he inspired a lot of Canadians yes. to fight for this. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, agreed. I, so, how can um, if our members want to get involved in the Canadian Health Coalition in any way? Is there anything that they can do to help you do your work? Um, yes, of course, there always is. <laughs> uh, you know, the Canadian Health Coalition is funded by great people like you, yeah, and uh, your members who uh, you know donate on a on a regular basis, so that we can do the good work. And uh, we are a two person office here in Ottawa. We uh, punch way above our weight. Uh, people cannot believe we only have two two staff people. We have an excellent board, I have to say. Uh, yes, we, I met some of your members yesterday and was actually lobbying on the hill and, you know, absolutely forces to be reckoned with. And mm-hmm. I was really proud to stand beside them and talk to uh, you know, senators and MPs and just the knowledge base that's there. I'm so glad to hear that. Very pleased to hear that. We are, uh, you know, a participatory board because we only have two staff. So uh, we work very closely uh, as a board and um, always, uh, you know, keep an eye on our website as on occasion we do have, we would like um, people to sign up on a petition or participate on a letter writing campaign at the Health Coalition. Uh, I know that Nova Scotia has a very robust health coalition there, and that's fantastic. And uh, we work very well with uh, with them on whatever their topics are. Uh, it's funny that you think, you know, maybe your topic is unique in your province or in your territory, and uh, it's not really. I'm sad to say that those um, bad things uh, go from province to province, and it really just depends on on who the government of the day is and uh, what their mantra is as to what uh, the challenges uh, are occurring within the healthcare system in the provinces. But always keep an eye on the healthcare, uh, healthcoalition.ca website. Uh, to see what's coming. We will be having a lobby in at the end of January, the Canadian Health Coalition. We have one once a year. And uh, so we'll be sending out information uh, for those who are interested. And it's to come and lobby your MP. And uh, the topic this year will be Pharmacare. 
Okay, that's awesome. And for maybe for those who can't actually make it to the lobby on the hill, they can actually go out and see about meeting with their own MPs in their communities, can't they? Absolutely, yes. Uh, We will have information available on the website. You can print it off. Uh, take your own notes, whatever, and go see your MP in your own constituency. And that's pretty powerful in uh, your, it, because, you know, a lot of lobbies come to Ottawa. But uh, to have a similar lobby with the same topic and the same speaking points in the constituencies, that holds a lot of weight because the MP then says, oh, wow, people are really taking this seriously and uh, want some change done. And they're getting ready for an election as well right now. So I think that's where we really can have political power because I think when you have a constituent show up to your door when you are in the middle of, you know, getting ready for that re-election and they are armed with knowledge and they're ready to sit down and talk and fight for this, I think that carries a lot of weight. That somebody's actually taking the time to show up in the community. So, you know, we always think, you know, well, I can't make it to the, you know, that lobby on the hill. What can I do? But that's where in your community, it really is important. Yeah, that's what they say, right? Ain't no power like the power of the people. And the power of the The people people won't stop. Yep, exactly. (laughs) And I think it's... uh, Provincially as well, we need to start showing up. And I think for healthcare in Nova Scotia, we really need to get out and vote out our current government. You've recently done that in Alberta, haven't you? And are you finding a difference in the provincial government you have now? Yes, it's a huge difference. We have Rachel Notley as our premier, and she's a new Democrat. And uh, their policies have been amazing for the last few years. We will be having an election next year. Um, And um, I'm sure that Albertans will make the right choice and keep Rachel Notley in office. Uh, Her policies have been amazing. It's been since she was in power that the health minister banned the for-profit plasma clinics. And uh, they have been building and hiring instead of firing people and laying people off and uh, decimating systems that uh, really need to be kept and built up. So we're really happy right now in Alberta. Uh, (laughs) After 44 years of having a conservative government, uh, to have a breath of fresh air in the NDP is, uh, um, I'm just so happy. And just by way of... uh, tidbit of trivia. Uh, Rachel Notley is a labor lawyer who used to work for the United Nurses of Alberta. So she knows union issues, uh, she knows healthcare issues, and um, I, I like to think that she's one of our own that has now moved on to be the Premier of Alberta. Yeah, and I think so. NSGU is we're nonpartisan, but we have <clears throat> sorry gotten the mandate because the McNeil government has we got the mandate from our members because the McNeil government has basically tried to destroy us as a union and unions in general to try to get rid of him. So I think, but I think what's really important is to actually look at who you are, you know, who is running and what their background is and also 
you know, are they and talk to them and say, you know, are you going to support me? Uh, you know, getting a fair collective agreement, um, healthcare teachers in Nova Scotia, you know, we've been at this standstill. And we're just now finally through a huge amount of work and all the unions coming together and working really well together. And, you know, they were hoping that uh, the unions would rip each other apart, but mm -hmm. we've actually worked really well. And I think, I think one thing that the McNeil government has done, um, for unions in Nova Scotia is it's worked really well. He's worked really well in bringing us together and really to fight him. So I think it's just, it's important that, you know, going into any election that we really need to, you know, think critically about, you know, you may like the person, you know, like the person running for that party as a person, but are they actually going to be able to follow through? And, you know, because I think having the right government, you know, in Alberta has shown what a huge difference it can make and how it can start to turn things around. So. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, I want to be clear, too, the United Nurses of Alberta, also nonpartisan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as well as the Canadian Federation of Nurses Unions. Uh, we are also nonpartisan. Uh, but I guess that's a personal uh glowing review of uh, of what's going on in Alberta right oh, now. Oh, absolutely. And I'm sure if it was any other party who was making these changes, you would, you know, be giving them the same glowing review. I think it's it's not necessarily the party, it's the actions of that governing body because... Exactly. I mean, let's face it, um, the parties from province to province and actually just from leadership to leadership can be vastly different. You know, the liberal party in one province can be completely different than the liberal party in another province. The same with conservatives, you know, you have a red conservative, which is more, you know, the traditional or leaning more center as a, you know, it, it really, mm -hmm. true. it's, it's, complex so I think that's where you have to look at it you know critically and keep you know keep yourself aware of what's going on and I think we really need to make sure we get out and vote because we absolutely have, you know it has a huge impact on that's where the lives. power lies that's where the power absolutely. lies is in the vote yeah so absolutely and I think our healthcare system really depends on us getting out and fighting so I really Thanks. want to thank you for all the work that you do and for coming and talking to me and our members about what you do. And uh, well, yeah. thank you for having me. It's it's really been a pleasure. And I look forward to hopefully uh, doing some work with you again. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I look forward to the same. And uh, I know we have a great uh, board member in Nupji that sits on the Canadian Health Coalition board. And um for sure, we we always uh, and that's Anil, is it? It's Anil <laughs> who I, who I've actually met before. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, was he uh, chaired a multi-union meeting for Canadian Blood Services. So yeah, he is a really good guy, and I know that uh, yeah we have a really good representation with him on that. Yep. board. You're so, right. You're right. Yeah, we have good strong people on our board. No, it's good. And uh, hopefully our members can help support uh, the work that the Canadian Health Coalition does. And I really appreciate the fact that uh, you guys do the work that you do and you have that information. So you mentioned um, that report about uh, 
healthcare uh, earlier. Um, oh, is that on your website? So that's people on can the. Look it up? It's on the Canadian Federation of Nurses Unions <laughs> website, cfnu.ca. Perfect. Uh, it's called Body Count, and it talks about uh, the negative impact of not having a pharmacare plan, a national public drug plan for everybody living in Canada. Excellent, because I've actually looked at that report, and it is a really great report, and it's a really great resource to have for, you know, when we're making our arguments for pharmacare. So thank you very much. Well, thanks again, Mary. All right. right. Have a good uh, trip back to Alberta. Thank you very much. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.